Ah, the sounds of the street in Lagos, Nigeria. Traffic, people, music, a crush of humanity you won't find anywhere else. When you think about Nigeria being the biggest country in Africa, you know, almost 200 million people living through at least one genocide in the Biafra war. The fact that you have a functioning country and a city like Lagos, which is always on the verge of chaos, yet never actually falls into chaos, in some ways is miraculous. And it's not thanks to anyone else but the Nigerian people, that's for sure. That's hip-deep historian Mark Levine. Hello, I'm Georges Collinet. Today, a special edition of Afropop Worldwide from PRI, Public Radio International. Hit deep in Nigeria, Lagos roots. Mark Levine accompanied us on our visit to Lagos, but on this program, we're mostly going to hear from Lagos-based musicians, pioneers in Nigerian roots music styles, Juju, Apala, and especially Fuji. Hello, Fuji, Fuji music, I will say Fuji music comes out of what we call Apala music. People always say that the creator of Fuji is Dr. Sikura in the Barista, who next to him is Alaji Kolinti Aila. And Fuji music is just like a traditional music. You can learn out of it, that you can lecture yourself without taking any lecture. Uh, uh. This man is singing, says, we have to sing about one or two things that people learn out of it, not just only dance. But talk of hip-hop today, it's just only dance. And that is why Fuji music can never wipe away. It will still remain. At first, it has um, Islamic undertone because they use this um, Fuji of then to celebrate people during the Muslim fasting period, call to pray, call to fast, Fuji music originated from this local kind of music they call Etieri. Etieri is um, part of the songs they sing for the Ibugu, masquerades. So right from that, they derived another kind of song called Weri. They use it to wake people up during the fasting period. You see them moving around with drums and everything. So right from there, that Weri now generated to become Fuji music. Three Fuji stars, Obesere, K1 The Ultimate and Said Oshupa. We should note that when Obesere says hip-hop is only dance music, is not talking about American hip-hop, but rather the new sound of Lagos. Niger pop, Afrobeats, or as many in Lagos call it, hip-hop. But that's a story for another program. Today, we're going to concentrate on Fuji music, because it's a style we've not heard much on this program. And it reveals so much about Nigeria, past and present. So let's start in the past. Said Oshupa mentioned the Yoruba Egungun masquerade. We're talking pre-colonial, pre-Islamic, probably the oldest known forerunner of Fuji. Egungun, they do it like a kind of uh, entertainment. They use whips, just flogging people, you understand? Like Because they sing about what is happening secretly. They use it as a form of preaching morals. They caution people. If they see you doing something that is against the society secretly, they will start singing that. I saw someone yesterday sneaking, doing this, doing this. You should not do this, this is wrong. They will sing it, entertaining people. At the same time, they are using it to preach morals, cautioning people to abstain from doing wrong things. <laughs> preaching morals and celebration. That duality is still central to Fuji's appeal. Here is K1 The Ultimate. 
formerly known as Kwam One. And before that, King Waisiu Ayinde Marshall. It's mainly something being played by the universe. It's the music of our forefathers. The word Fuji, F-U-J-I, means fun. Something that has the last word, a question mark. What is your fun like? What's your Fuji like? Fuji means fun. Fuji was tagged that name by Emanagido Kosikiwa and the Vice Star when he went to Japan. He just saw a signpost, they wrote Fuji. His intention was just to tell people Fuji is all about Faji, about entertainment. Faji, Faji, Fuja. Enjoyment, entertainment, that is the meaning of Faji and Fuja in Yoruba. He was thinking of how to abbreviate it. He doesn't want to say Faji and he doesn't want to say Fuja. So until when he saw that signpost in Japan, they wrote Fuji. That's when he changed it to Fuji music. Fuji music was always there. But you can only appreciate it if you speak Yoruba or if you are really open-minded enough to say, OK, I don't understand the language, but I love the beats. That's Adebantu, leader of the band Bantu and presenter of the Afropolitan Vibes Showcase in Lagos. Classic Fuji music from K1 The Ultimate. I'm Josh Coline with Lagos Roots on Afropop Worldwide. Major support for Afropop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Humanities and the National Endowment for the Arts. Fuji comes out of from Apala music. Who have been singing Apala, though most of them have died now, like Alaji Aruno Ishola, Alaji Tatalu Alamu, Alaji Aila Mura. Aila Mura, I tell I'm a shiny. But Fuji is just like something that we modernized from that Apala. Obesere is linking Fuji to the Yoruba praise music called Apala, performed here by the late Ayinla Omowura. Apala arose in the 1940s, and like Fuji, it has roots in Islamic practices. Okay, two new words to learn now. Ajisari and Ajiwere. Here's K1 The Ultimate. 
Ajisari, that is, call people to get up to fast. Sari is when they wake people up to observe the fasting preparation in the early morning. Ajiwere means a group of musicians doing that. They think about happenings in the society. They use it to educate people, to advance the life of a common man, and not just entertaining alone. When you have Ajisari, they take you to the memory lane of your forefathers. They tell you stories of your area. They go into history, they go to the archive, they call your lineage. When I was young, my father died my first year in secondary school. And he is married to a woman that is not educated. My father was an educated person. He knows the value of education and I lost him. You can imagine there's a problem for me. That's how I dropped out of school. My mother wanted me to come join her in her business. If my father had not died, I would still play music, I would still be great, but I would have a university degree. I know that for sure. As it was, K1 learned from his mother. He calls her his backbone. And she's still around, 99 years old. She was trained in a local style called waka. <laughs> Waka mainly was um, women, yes. Women does waka. You hardly see male that does waka. You see that you do akbala or sakara or fuji. In Lagos, we met the woman who carries the torch for waka these days. My name is Queen Salawat Ibiomi Abeni. On our waka funky modernizers. Waka is music all over the world. I'm not the waka creator. I met old, old, old ones in the waka music industry. Everybody that sings music today in Nigeria, whether Fuji, Juju, Sakara, Akpala, I like hip hop in Nigeria, they are all singing waka. Because waka is music. Hmm, that's a pretty broad definition. Lagos singer and band leader Beautiful Nubia makes a distinction between waka and Fuji. Waka was a bit slower, and because it was women who were doing it, there was more melody there. A lot of the Fuji was heavy on rhythm. This was, there was more melody here. A lot of hand drums, shakers, and just the voices, beautiful voices. We'll come back to Queen Salawa and her funky modernizers. As a child, with his mother's waka training, K1 began to participate in local competitions organized by groups like the Ramblers Association. The competition becomes a very serious thing. They test your IQ, you are very knowledgeable of things around you, you are conversant with the history of our culture, our people. This is where they discover people like us. I started performing when I was seven years old. By the time I was 15 years old, I've clinched all the trophy from the junior category to the intermediate and the senior. And when you get to the senior category, if you like, you want to remain there, 
or you like, you want to take up music as a profession. So I go pro. I turned pro when I was 15. Fuji Pioneers, Barrister and Collington also began this wave, singing Ajisari and Ajiwere and entering competitions until they turned pro. So did Saido Shupa. His parents split up when he was a child, and like K1, he lived with his mother, who trained him as a singer. I was born in the ghetto, I was brought up in the ghetto, I was trained in the ghetto. So there's this man in our area, then he used to organize a competition. He would tell you that you must sing a new kind of lyrics that they've never had before. So they now bring the judges like, this one will know about Yusuf Alatunji, this one will know about Esaka, all of them. And if you are singing, they will be listening. If you sing any part of those people's lyric, you're out of the competition. I always come up as a winner for 10 years. By the time of these competitions, Fuji was no longer directly linked with Islam. Here's beautiful Nubia. When the younger guys came in and started adding innovations, they weren't singing about Islam anymore. And then it changed and it became a bit faster at some point. It earned fans from across the country. And it used to also be the music of the poor. The more elitist Yorubas would listen to foreign music or juju music, or high life. And the poor people listen to Fuji. Once he turned pro, K1 worked with one of the founding fathers of Fuji, Sikiru Ayinde Barrister. K1 would sit by the maestro's side and write down the songs as they were composed. If you look at his production of um, Fuji Garbage, he tagged it Fuji Garbage. And uh, it's a street con word. He was trying to make a statement. Making an expression. Well, a street con word like saying bad when you mean good. Yeah, yeah, when they say bad, when they mean good. You got it. You got it. From the start, K1 saw himself as the voice of the young, poor, and disadvantaged. I named my band then Fuji Revolution because they never gave the younger ones opportunity to even have a say. But because I came in so young, and I was doing so well, and my background, like I said, prepared me for that great task ahead of me. I was close to Barista too. You can imagine putting all that together to other young folks. They see that great thing in me to serve as a role model. Grounding in youth and revolution has stayed with K1, and he's not afraid to criticize the powerful in Nigeria. I derived my followership from students. We grouped together. I performed at various universities, College of Education, Polytechnic, and the youth on the streets, those, those that don't even go to school. They see you as their spokesperson because we say it straight as it is. We tell them what is not right. We tell them that thing that one said is, is like, you know, it's not true. And they believe us. K1 has taken heat for speaking out, especially in the 80s during General Sani Abacha's brutal military regime. Very many arrests, very many destabilization of performances. Yeah, they come to your venue, they destabilize, they don't want you people to group. So when you have a, a particular performance spot, they're coming in there 
and close it down. You know many things they did to Fela. What they did to Fela, they did to us too. Oro wani Nigeria, ne pantonje democracy, government of the people, made by the people and for the people. Na ija, can we ever witness true democracy in our life? We ask question. We pass the message to people. People listen. Fuji music is a combination of local percussions by international. Oh, oh. Gudu gudu omele gonga by Lubata. Yeah, Lusakara by Lu Isumenta. Oh, oh. Fuji music, if I own in Leotobi. I tell you, Said Oshupa sang a lot during our interview. He too passes messages in his songs. Even political messages. Nigeria go better, it go better, Lemuso, it go better, it go better, or Nuke Logoji, it go better, that's it go many lava, it go better, so the government will do it, it go better, or no, no, my general. Nigeria will be okay, Nigeria will be okay. You keep saying Nigeria is going to be okay. Is it going to be okay in 1000 years? When is it going to be okay? There's no political leader that has a good intention. There are people that decide the government of this nation. So if they know you, you will do something that you think is good for the people. They don't want it. They want you to do what is good for them. We caught one of Oshupa's live shows in Lagos. Over 20 musicians on stage and the crowd loved it. Oh, I want to tell you my story. 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 Story my child. Said Oshupa, live Fuji music in Lagos. Well, notice that Oshupa has saxophone and guitar in his band. It's no longer just percussion and vocal. Actually, that's been true in Fuji music for a long time, ever since it overtook Juju in the 1980s. Here's K1. As time goes on, modernization comes. We take free music out of the Islamic undertone and bring it to the limelight. And we have the present day Fuji music that is full of all instrumentation, percussion, becomes world music. Fuji music has been showcased at the Walmart Music Festival, Womex. We've taken Fuji around the globe. Now, not everyone approves of the changes in the Fuji sound. Here's Kunle Tejosho, a producer, record store owner, and longtime observer of Nigerian music. Fuji has lost a lot of its substance. Oh, totally. Fuji then, late 70s, 80s, even Kwam, when he was playing Talazo, it was very creative rhythms, all kinds of funky rhythms. There was an innocence to what he was doing. He wasn't copying his master. He had his own style, and he had his own crowd, and his crowd is still with him. But now, they're bringing in all kinds of instrumentation. That's not Fuji. You have to understand that the percussionists, the talking drummers, the sakara drummers, they're all from families. The guitar players are just there. They're not fitting in. They're not trained. They are just trying to play into rhythms. There's no arrangement. 
original Fuji, there's an arrangement. They understand the lines. <laughs> well, to each his own. Obesere is part of a younger Fuji generation and is known for what they call in Yoruba, Asakasha. Hello, Asakasha means a slang. Slang. You understand what I mean by slang? You know, sometimes you may like to talk to someone with a slang that you may not like someone that close to the person to understand what you want to say. You can just say it by slang. So the person will understand what you mean. This Asakasha mean. When I say, Oh, one year called so it means you cannot say what you are selling is not what you are eating. Let's say you are a burger seller now, because I know that's what you can understand. Let's say you are a burger seller now. You can't say as you are selling burger, it's not what you eat. So it's just a Yoruba proverb. You can't ever say what you are selling is not what you are eating. <laughs> Obesary is something of a provocateur, known for singing lewd songs. But he says they are not unique to Fuji. Yeah, in Nigerian, even our father, King Sonyade, listen to all his music, you hear one out of it that is singing a little song. Even Obey, commander that has been singing spiritual today. Even Dr. Sikura and the barista. Every one of us, there's no way we are going to sing that we will not do one or two things like that because if we did not do it, people will not enjoy you. It's going to look boring. Well, Obesere is also quite a showman. And one of his early gimmicks was to dress as a woman on stage. I did it to attract people, to attract more fans to cross over. When they see you doing something funny, they are forced to give you attention. You can see a man putting on women dresses now and you don't give the person attention. So when you ask someone that close to you that, who is this? And when they tell you, ah, you've known the person already. You know the person already, but how well do you know him? At the same time, as Obeseri likes to shock and surprise his fans, He's a man of God. As a Muslim, he could have as many as four wives, but he has only one. You cannot judge my profession with my character. I'm an entertainer. I was born to entertain. It doesn't mean I should go with four wives or ten wives. No. You understand me? So God structure everything for human beings in this life. That is why we can be invited in any way that something good is going on. Burial ceremony, wedding ceremony, because it means he wants you to sing about what he's doing, to praise him or her. Talk of one or two things that people will feel for. This man is saying sense. And if you are not into that kind of traditional music, you can only come and entertain just for them to dance. Well, the best example we heard of a lute Fuji song came from Said Osupa. I saw you, I what I sang there was a pregnant woman that has a baby in her. They are twins, so the babies had someone knocking. And you know if someone is about to knock the door of the pregnant woman, you know what it means. So one said, here comes daddy, and the other one said, no, this is not how daddy knocks. When the visitor came in, the other one said, I told you it's daddy. And the one said, no, it's not, it's not daddy. It's going to drop something like you got for us to drink if it's daddy. So because the guy was using condom, he was unable to drop that. You got the other one was expecting. Then the other one said, okay, it's not our daddy. That means our daddy is doing rubbish with some other woman. That is why another man is doing rubbish with our mother now. So I will tell daddy, daddy should not 
have an extramarital affairs with another man's wife. So someone else too will not have it with my mother. Okay, time to move on. <laughs> Back to Salawa Abeni, the queen of Fuji music. There are very few female Fuji stars, but Salawa started as a little girl singing in her village in the moonlight. Boju boju olorombo enibamu odowo kan shekin shi shekin shi shekin wo ma wa wo we always play moonlight in the moon we'll be join our hands together somebody will be in the middle and be taking us one by one after the sing anybody that love to be remaining will be shouting ma wa wo okay telemikalo then 1976, I made my one first album, titled by late our late General Muritala Ramat Mohammed in memoriam. We sold like a one million copies. Ojoti agwakwe Muritala ku anu shemi pupo ojoji molo shele etumi agwo shedi mukalo shekao. Singing for an assassinated president as a small girl of 15, Sarawa made 15 albums by the time she was 20. She told us the story of one of her most enduring songs, Gentle Lady. Gentle lady, ni mi emi ki she fighta o. Keni keni mati mi lossi bija. The meaning of gentle lady. When my children were young, I was driving them to the school, and the one man hit me, hit my car. Instead of him to beg me, he was doing. Am I paying that you kill somebody? He doesn't have any money to pay. I'm just looking at him. He's still doing. Eh, you can't do anything. It's okay, you know what? I am a gentle lady. I am not a fighter. Don't push me to fight. That is the meaning of gentle lady ni mi emi ki she fighter o. Keni keni mati mi losi bija. Gentle lady, I am a gentle lady. I am not a fighter. Don't push me to fight. Uh oh, gentle. Yes, man. I tell you, tough and determined. Salawa has released 39 albums. For a time, she was married to Fuji pioneer Collington Ayinla, and they had three children. But in 1990, she broke out on her own with a succession of hits. I uh, did experience and gentle lady, followed by Waka Kanifa. Abenitigberede is another system, Waka Kanifa. That is when Oba Lamidi crowned me Waka Cohen. I introduced guitar, calabash, and the piano to funkified it. That is why I called it Queen Salawa Beni and I walk a funky modernizers. These crownings we hear about are bestowed by traditional leaders in Yoruba communities, in this case, Oba or King Namidi. It's a sign of how seriously cultural leaders take Fuji music. When we met Salawa, she was coming out of an eight-year illness that kept her out of the scene. So it's fitting for her latest album to be called Recovering. Waka modernizers, 
Eba mi dupe fala u mi Eba mi dupe fala u wa Eni to baronu dada Ari papa ya wai Noka ma dupe I come, the only tiger that troubled the beach, and the only lady musician that troubled all male musicians. The young ones call me mama, mother of them all, whether they like it or not. Salawa Abeni. The only tiger that travels the beach. What a treat to meet her in her home. Coming up, Juju Music and its long-running rivalry with Fuji. Visit Afropop.org for much more on Fuji Music and more Hip Deep in Nigeria programs. I'm Georges Collinet, and you're listening to Afropop Worldwide from PRI, Public Radio International. In Lagos, we recorded a young percussion and vocal group called Kiniso Concept. As you can hear, they've got chops to match Juju and Fuji. Kiniso Concept plays all sorts of Nigerian music. Here's the group's leader. Joseph Alabi. When we do all of those songs combined together, it's our own form of bringing the people together because the people are not together. Each person wants to stay put to his own thing or to her own thing. In that spirit, we heard a medley that included high life legends Cardinal Rex Lawson. And Sir Victor Waifo. Major pop hits from the bunch, Two Face and Davido. And this Bobby Benson classic. Kiniso also performs Juju songs by the likes of King Sonia Day. Joshua Alabi says his group resists identifying music styles by ethnicity. Juju is a case in point. I don't know how those songs became segregated to just the Yorubas, because the Juju was an inception from the Salvation Army Church. The young altar boys at Salvation Army, they used to play the maracas. So it was them saying, juicy, making juicier, throw the maracas to me, and then let me throw it to you. So the song is just going on, maybe praise and worship in, song, in church, and then they keep playing the maracas. Someone plays a little and then tosses it to you and then you play. So that act is called Juicy Making Juicier. And that was how Juicy Me Juicier became Juju. So Salvation Army then, it wasn't just a Yoruba church. Salvation Army is not even Nigerian. But along the line, it became really segregated and it became Yoruba, Yoruba themed. Oh yes, this is the maracas. So they play, they play, 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 play when the music is going on. And then I play and then... 
I do see the guy talking to him. I'm sure it's the church thing that influenced me to have passion for music. That's one of the greats of Juju music, Sir Sheena Peters. Sir Sheena was an early bloomer, landing his first gig in Ebenezer Obey's Juju band when he was just 11 years old. Let me tell you, I bought my first car at 13, had my first child at 14, built my first house at 16. So before 20, you'd seen it all. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Sheena rose in the 1980s, a time when Fuji music was becoming the top style in Lagos. He created a kind of fusion of the two he called Afro Juju. I want to play something that is totally different from what they've been hearing. Because the Igbos and the Awusas, they refuse to accept Yoruba music because of the language. We cannot carry them along, you know. So I said to myself that, look, I want to create something that will unify the country together. That's how Afrojuju started. That was the time the Fuji people, may so rest in perfect peace, Alaji Sekira and the barista, came with Fuji cabbage. And nobody wants to listen to Juju music again. And I said to myself, continue this way, Juju music will die. Sir Shina's son, Clarence Peters, is one of the top music video producers in Nigeria today. He remembers well how his father pioneered the new Afro Juju sound. The percussions are intertwined. But that's the thing, it wasn't always so. Juju had always been more high life. My father, Shino Peters, he said one of his biggest contributions was a taboo. He took Fuji precautions and brought them into Juju. He did that for a reason, because Fuji had the streets and he wanted to tap into that larger audience. He wanted the mass market. And there was a problem in the 80s when he did it. It actually caused some issues for him. It took me four years. I left everything. I said, I want my own identity. I want to be known as the creator. I went to where Barisa is staying. I gather what people are enjoying. It's not the lyrics or it's the percussion. Now, I went to this school. I want to see what the students are enjoying. I can see that it's the heavy vibes. They're fine. Then I blend it with jazz, African jazz, fellas, type of music. Then I now add the fast tempo aspect, and that is what <laughs> killed the industry now. Because by the time the Ace came out, every artist, no one of them can enter studio for almost three years because they don't know where to start from. They refuse to. Right now, we are So for any artist, you know, to go to studio, I mean, they find it difficult. Yeah. 
Shina Peters with his 1989 breakthrough hit, Afro Juju. Here's his son, Clarence Peters. He had hits back to back over a 10 year period, right? It was because he had found a sound that could unite cultures, because his music was the first you could take both Hausa, Igbo, and everyone could actually key into it, which is probably the recipe for what we have today. Now, Kwamwan also did that. Fuji listeners could put tape, the Kwamon tape in their car and pump the volume up on the island and not feel inferior. But you made them feel like my music isn't inferior. <laughs> no, that boy, he's a genius. The guy is from heaven. Son, I love you so much. Majority of my boss I experience left Oh, don't you shall see me ringing? Oh, This linking of Sir Shina and K1, the ultimate, Kwamwan, or Wasiu, as Clarence calls him, is important. Sir Shina broadened Juju's appeal beyond the Yoruba community, and K1 made Fuji respectable beyond the street. Fans could now proudly pump up the Fuji volume even on plush Victoria Island. Sir Shina and K1 also shared something else, a willingness to criticize the Nigerian government. I don't know what happened to our government. Our government can generate a lot of foreign reserve from music, but they prefer football. They vote for football, millions of dollars. I told them that what you did for football, you can also do it for music. Give them the best studio, the best theater, best joint. Sir Shina says that whenever there is a music festival in Nigeria, the crime rate drops to near zero. Even the kidnappers or the robbers too, they listen to music. Even if you want to go and rob, you would like to watch Shino Peters at Agigi Stadium. Music is something that the government can use. It's the fastest language that you can use to send your message across. Let the tension die. And that is exactly what we are cooking. Mora lang pe te mi kire. Re ni te mi, 
Hello people, my name is Queen Ayobalogun, the Queen of Juju Music right here in Nigeria. And I want you to keep listening to Afropop Worldwide. <laughs> you heard the woman, Ayobalogun, the reigning queen of Juju Music. She studied through correspondence with the London Royal School of Music and sang gospel in the Lagos Church before fans and supporters urged her to move into Juju in the mid-90s. And like her mentor, King Sonyade, Queen Ayo includes a good deal of Christian wisdom in her songs. Whatever you do today is a story tomorrow. Whatever you do today is a story tomorrow. So do your best, God will do the rest. Do your past, God will do you right. Do your best, God will do the rest. Do your past, God will do you right. Queen Ayo makes no bones about the fact that Juju is traditionally the music favored by the Lagos elite. Interestingly, the top people prefer to listen to Juju music at their functions because uh, Juju music is very, very clean. It is more meaningful. We seem to correct things that are going around in the society. So that attracts intellectuals. And she affirms Juju's ties to Christianity. Gospel and Juju, they are kind of interwoven. Hardly can you find a Juju artist who will not praise God, who will not do gospel. Juju artists, most of them are Christians. And uh, Fuji artists, most of them are Muslims. The way Fuji is sung, it's like they are reciting the Quran. That's the way it sounds. Juju music is like straightforward thing, no Arabic sound of lyrics. So that makes it totally different. Seriously, Fuji can never take the shine of Juju music. It can never, because the difference is there. The difference is there. Now for a little perspective on this whole question of religion, here is hip deep historian Mark Levine. You kind of have Christianity and Islam facing off in Nigeria, but Where's all the variety of religious traditions in this country that have more or less disappeared from public view? They've gone underground, and I think that's a disaster because these traditional religious practices and beliefs were part of communal structures that had been developed over centuries. And they were, first of all, forced underground by colonialism and British rule, and then, again, once you had the state, these were practices that encourage decentralization, communal versus state power. These are all things that no government was going to want to encourage. And Christianity and Islam, each in their own way, represented civilizing missions. So they were constantly being berated by Christian leaders and also by Muslim leaders for any kind of traditional practices. Joseph Alabi of Kiniso Concept agrees, but says the essential religious nature of Nigerian society transcends all these differences. 
there's a Christian in every family, there's a Muslim in every family, and then there's a cultural, traditional worshiper in every family. So it's our thing, whether Christian, Muslim or not. Every tribe has it. A small boy says good morning to the father. Some kind of prayer comes with it. As with Fuji music, there are not a lot of women leading juju bands. You might expect that queens like Salawa and Ayo would champion women in music, but producer Benninger got a surprise when he posed that question to Salawa. Why are there so few women? Because they are lazy. They are very lazy. Not the answer Banning was expecting. Me neither. But Salawa is not alone. Listen to what Queen Ayobalogong has to say about this. I don't have any woman in my band. I'm the only woman. Why I do not want women in my band is that uh, I wouldn't want to limit anybody. You know, you are working with somebody and she will say, oh, she wants to go and get married. Sometimes maybe she's safe. Sometimes maybe she is pregnant. At the end of the day, she will not be able to cope with the very tight schedule. And you don't want to ruin her home anyway. So you have to actually let her go. So at the point, I just said, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. No more women in my band. Well, it seems strains of patriarchy still survive in Nigerian music, even in bands run by women. They call me MP Timmy Wonder, Mr. Creativity. The name of my crew is the Creative Crew. We are addicted to creativity, always addicted to creativity. When people ask me out there, what kind of music do you sing? I will tell them I sing Juju Gospel Classical. Like Queen Ayo Balogun, Timmy Wonder started in church singing gospel before forming his band, The Creative Crew. We recorded some of their rehearsal in a Lagos suburb, and they improvised a song just for Afropop Worldwide. Afropop Worldwide, America Connection. Bunny, producer of Afropop Worldwide, North America. You know, people think Juju music is dead. Juju music is not dead. Juju music is alive. We have Juju artists in different states. We have them in Ijebu, we have them in Ogun State, we have them in those states, we have them in Ibadan, you know, in Abuja. But Lagos is the main state that people don't listen to Juju music. Just try and go out on Friday. Any Friday you chance, or take you around and see a lot of Juju artists painting the town red in Lagos State. Timmy is a young band leader committed to his art, to his creative crew, and to his responsibility to advise people. A good wife must be God-fearing, no. She must be loving and caring, self-control and respectful. She must be a good cook. That's for the guys. And I'm coming on for the ladies too. You will be beat up a fellow called Joe. Shine your eyes. Look well, well, boys, but husband material, they're no plenty. A good husband must be God fearing, no. Every couple, he must be loving and caring, 
self-control, and respectful. He must have a good time with his family. Nice. Very nice. You remember earlier I told you that many Nigerians refer to the new pop music Niger pop or Afrobeats as hip-hop. Well, we wondered how Juju artists view the rise of these new sounds. Hip-hop now, they don't really work the way we do. You understand, when I go to the studio to release my album, we play all the instruments, all the percussions. We use the analog studio. We're doing everything live. I'm there with my producer, with them doing everything, which the hip-hop will never do. They would just go to the studio, they just create a beat with, for them to cut to cut on the keyboard, you know. They just start singing. And they are blessed by God Almighty. When you invite me to perform live now, I'm playing everything live. But hip hop will never do that. They just bring the CD, start in the CD, then start in Miami. When the hip hop came out, you know, it, it really affected the Gigi world. I will never lie to you. I just have to be blunt this time around. It really affected our world, the hip hop. And most of all these hip hop artists, the music they sing, they take this music from the Gigi music. If you listen to most of their songs, their lyrics, it's from the Juju music. They just add in rap to it, and people start buying it. Ekilo for modem. We are Ekilo for modem. Kumari nekpado kunigba kini konto baloni bali baloni yibonfuko padanu. People start buying it. Well, no surprise. Fuji artists like Obesere see it differently. All these hip-hop artists we're talking about, they are still borrowing out of Fuji music. There's no way you will listen to their song that you won't see taking one or two things out of Fuji music. Saido Shupa agrees. Nigerian hip-hop is an extract of Fuji music. They just extract like a part of the lyrics, start repeating it, you understand? Like a kind of chorus. Instead of we sing like all those long play 15 minutes, they just do three minutes, two minutes. Kunle Tejosho marvels at the success of young stars like Wizkid, who we are hearing now. Kunle's seasoned ears hear mostly Fuji in the mix. There's something hypnotic about it. I'd rather go for Fuji being a bit more of a traditionalist than the hip-hop. But guys like Wiz, hey, these are street boys. They're fluent with the language. They're strong with the language. And they've managed to use Fuji slang and style and rhythm and infused it into their brand of Lagos hip-hop. And they've also caught into middle-class kids. You know, you've got all our kids mad with the music. Here is Clarence Peters. That's where the dispute's always been. You'd say it's more Fuji than anything, then Juju people will come and tell you it's more Juju than anything. But understand one thing. It sounds like it's more Fuji to them because of the fact that Fuji music was catered to the grassroots and Juju music catered to the aristocratic. So when you listen to street music, it sounds more Fuji. However, when you listen to people that try to apply more education to it, just a lot more arrangements and all that, just a lot calmer so that you can feel the chords more, it begins to move towards Juju. In truth, there is a lot of collaboration going on among all these styles. Fuji Queen Salawa sang at Juju legend Ebenezer Obey's 75th birthday. Obeseri has recorded with Naja Pop's Ortiz Femi. Fuji icon Pasuma is also releasing Niger pop tracks. And even Fuji King K1 recorded this song with Yoruba rapper Olamide, State of Nation.
Clarence Peters says that for all this collaboration, the tensions among these genres and their audiences are real. The difference between Fuji and Juju music, there's a lot of history behind that. There's a lot of beef within Fuji, within Juju. For instance, I was having a conversation with Pasuma the other day, and I was kind of amazed at the way he broke down the Fuji history for me from the 80s till now. Quentin and Barista pretty much took the music to a certain point, but the aristocratic market in Nigeria didn't want to associate themselves with Fuji because it was seen to be local. Juju was more aristocratic, all right? It took Kwamon Washu to actually flip the music because between 88 and 94, Fuji music actually had a huge decline. Kwamon is the father of the new Fuji music. We visited K1 at his home in the town of Ijebu Ode. It's generally a peaceful compound, but also a veritable zoo with gazelles, tortoises, exotic birds, a water python, and ostriches. Hello. When we bring them out, they will, they will want to stay out for like about three days before they go in back, so it becomes a problem to bring them to go back in here. They'll be running everywhere. K1 represents the contradictions in today's Fuji music. He's a champion of the young and the poor, and at the same time, he is a very wealthy man. Here's beautiful Nubia. When they play their shows, I don't think it's a Fuji show you can go to where they won't fight. They always fight. The musicians themselves are not poor at all. They get a lot of money and they, you know, because they do have their own clientele who have a lot of money. A lot of them are like business people, traders and stuff, or people who do other things. And I think sometimes that's why the fans do fight, because the fans expect the artists not just to play for them, but also give them money. Fuji shows, they will say they're charging a very small amount. People fight to get in there, they get in there, they start fighting again, and the artists can get in because people want to take money from him, they want to extort from him. If he can't leave the venue because he has to pay them, it's always kind of like that. K1 says the class divide also affects the new Niger pop, and it's one reason so little of this music is critical of Nigeria's notoriously corrupt government. You have the children of the rich and famous too in music. Their parents are so rich and are connected to the leadership. You don't expect their children to come in the open to condemn the system, their parents, they are enjoying. <laughs> but people like us, we don't care. We have connection to the leadership. But that still don't make them to buy us over. No, you can't. We are made already. It's part of us. If I want to change my direction today to declare a serious war on government, war comes. Because we, we know them. We see them every time. After music, we sit together, we wine and dine, we discuss issues, we argue. We're used to that. K1 says today's artists operating in an economy based on sponsorship, not so much on recordings or concerts, don't have that freedom. The present-day musician, they see importance of people coming in to sponsor them. And who are those people behind all these different organizations sponsoring artists? There are the so-called people in government. Since the money they stole from government, they pump into various organizations and they think they can silence you. If you want me to be sponsoring you, you don't say what you are saying. You don't let your focus be attacks on government of the day and stuff and stuff. 
In preparing this program, we looked for a scholar of Fuji music and discovered that there is just one book on the subject, even in Nigeria, and it's out of print. So if there are any budding ethnomusicologists listening, there's a rich opportunity awaiting you in Nigeria. We leave you with our recording of Said Oshupa and his personal take on Niger pop. Baba, you don't change my shame to fame. I mean, from grass to grace. Because you don't turn my life around. Enemies go find themselves to blame. Baba, you don't change my shame to fame. I from grass to grace. Because you don't turn my life around. Enemies go find themselves to blame. Funding for Afropop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Humanities, the National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art, and PRI, Public Radio International affiliate stations around the U.S. And thank you for supporting your public radio station. Thanks to our fearless Lagos helpers, Kazim Akinpelu and Joe Olanui, and our Fuji fixer, Sekinat Ayeyemi, for their fantastic help with this program. Visit afropop.org for a feature on Fuji music and much more of our Hip Deep Nigeria series. And don't forget to subscribe to our Afropop Close-Up podcast. You can also find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at AfropopWW. My Afropop partner is Sean Barlow. Sean produces our program for World Music Productions. Research and production for this program by Banning Air with help from Sean Barlow. And don't forget to join us next week for another edition of Afropop Worldwide. This program was mixed at Studio 44 in Brooklyn by Michael Jones. Additional engineering by Mike Kaplan. Banning Air, C.C. Smith and Akornifa Achea edit our website, afropop.org. Our director of operations is Ben Richmond, and I'm Georges Collinet. PRI Public Radio International.